We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day podcast. It is the Thursday edition. The weekend is almost here. I am one of your co-hosts, Jason Perrone of the Pack a Day podcast and the Quick Slants podcast over at Game On Wisconsin, along with Mark Eckel of Packer Report. Mark, I say it every week. We're always one more week closer to actual Packers football. It's exciting, and there was a game last week. Yeah, some you know something that resembled a game, something like um, that, right? And we'll talk a little bit yeah. about that and what's happened this week in practice, the joint practices with the New Orleans Saints ahead of this weekend's game against the uh, preseason game against the Saints. That'll be at Lambeau Field. But as we always do before we be get things kicked off here, we start off with the weather. Not as many entrants this week, so it'll be a quicker weather report. So uh, we only have one entrant from Germany, and that's our friend Felix out in Germany. But he has two weather reports because um, he he will be uh, in the Netherlands through this weekend. He's playing cornhole in the first European Cornhole Open ever hosted by the ACL, which is the not the uh, anterior cruciate ligament. It's the American Cornhole League. Did you ever heard of that? I've never heard of it. So. I actually only reason <laughs> it's funny you say that um, a friend of mine down here, her son is involved in that. He was um, he just graduated college like last year. He was in the he was one of the best college cornhole players in the country. OK. And uh, like again, I, I, I look at cornhole as a game you play on the beach or at a picnic or something. I didn't realize there's but no, I guess it's like everything else today. It's becoming more there's, and more popular. There's a sport. It's an actual thing, right? Well, he says that uh, he said it from the vineyards in Offenburg, southwest Germany. Finally, got some rain, which is good. His vines are happy. Rainy the whole day. uh, Rainy the whole day tomorrow. Temperatures between sixty-two and seventy-eight. He's very very glad that the ninety-plus temperatures are gone. But in Rotterdam, uh, the Netherlands, said perfect indoor cornhole weather. He got a little funny uh, (laughs) wink there, but he said outside it's foggy in the morning, cloudy during the day. Low of sixty, high of seventy nine, which is pretty close. Pretty, you know, same weather as he's. Now is, is he playing in the Cornhole League, or is he just going to watch? Uh, sounds. I think he's going to participate. Oh, he's a player. He's okay. playing. Okay. He's playing, and he well, said he's he's you know he said hey watch look out there might be some uh, some stuff coming our way here from his vineyard so that's exciting. Oh, that's even better. So that's that's <laughs> from the the European contingent, and I just want to say hi to all of our usual fans out, out across the pond. I always thank them. 
so much for all their support and for listening in and for, for being such avid followers of the Pack-A-Day podcast, especially the Thursday crew. But, Mark, we're already to you in Myrtle Beach on the East Coast. How are we looking? Cooler. Much cooler. I would say the last two days especially, and then uh, Thursday should be the same, it's been barely touching 80. Um, after the 90, you know, it's been in the, it was in the 90s for most of the summer. It's been, yeah, it's really cooled off some, which is, you know, it's a big difference. Okay. No, that's good. No, that's very good. Good stuff. And then in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where Paul Brettel resides. Hello to Paul. We haven't seen haven't seen Paul. We'll hope he's doing well. I'm sure he is. In Green Bay, it is a high of 84, low of 60 on Thursday, 47% humidity mark. Hmm. Okay. But it's in the mid-80s. That's, so that's good camp weather. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's not yeah, too bad. You know, it could be a lot worse. End of end of summer weather, as I guess I would I would call it there. Here in the Phoenix locale, the only exciting thing that's going on right now is we we have gotten an, a, an abundance of rain lately. It's almost like I feel like I'm in Florida almost a little bit because we've had really? we had so many days with rain. It's almost like the same time every afternoon we get a little bit of rain. It's like that monsoon season, and it's it's been coming through. And uh, well, remember. Um, it is uh, what did what did we we refer to it as La La Nina is is what uh, I think our friend Isaac um, in Northern Illinois uh, said was going on, and so that's obviously affecting the weather patterns a little bit here. So it's it's still near a hundred, but some humidity and some rain. There's rain in the forecast every day through Sunday. Wow. I mean, it's not going to rain all day, but there's like a chance of some right. rain coming through. But in Phoenix, that could also mean that we don't get any rain at all. We might just get a dust storm. We could get like a small sprinkling or it might rain for three hours. Who knows? So I guess I'll let you know. If I blow away, uh, you'll know if I'm not on the show next week, then something <laughs> something went seriously awry. But I think I should be fine. And then our friend, actually, you know what? I completely skipped over Jay Perry in Liverpool, which is also across the pond. So I, I screwed up our order here. Um, he said it's been hot the last week, gone back to cloudy now, 69 degrees Fahrenheit. I think summer is over now uh, with the temperature hitting 69. Hopefully that's an ode to David Bakhtiari and some good vibes for Bach getting himself back, hopefully sooner than later. And then, of course, as always, our friend in Kamloops, Canada, Harry, in the midst of a heat warning, uh, comparing and contrast to the Phoenix area, high of 99, low of 64, beautiful sunny days, lots of lake. And pool time this week. Summer's hanging on. All right. It's still we're still August. It's still summer, so of course it should still be hot. So, all right. So the Green Bay Packers, Mark, they they've been doing some things right now. Let's start with preseason because we didn't get a chance to talk about the game. We don't need to talk about the Niners game. It's been uh, dissected way too much. But yeah. remind everybody too. We talked about preseason and how important it is for players to play. What these games mean now that there's been one one game of action. Twitter has not disappointed in their reactions and overreactions to. Everything that happened in the game, a lot of it was directed at Jordan Love, of course, because he's the the quarterback, and quarterbacks always get the bulk of the attention, whether for good or for bad. So remind everybody what the preseason games really mean to you. Nothing. Don't get hurt. Just stay healthy. That's what they mean to me. Don't get hurt. If nobody gets hurt, it's a good game. As far as, and we don't have to break everything down too, but like, so I, I assume as far as everything that we was heard about the game from either fans or from the media, the writers, the the team themselves, a lot of coach speak and things like that. Not a lot to take away in your mind, right? Not after one preseason game. I, no. Again, nobody got, you know, well, one guy did get hurt. Um, Dallin Levitt. Levitt the safety yeah. they picked up from the Raiders. Um, apparently, it's pretty serious. Though. Yeah, it sounds it doesn't sound good at all. Andy Herman. Shoulder, Andy Herman. Usually, shoulders aren't, you know, all right, you miss a couple of weeks for the shoulder, but this sounds like it might, he might not make, you know, this could cost him the season. 
Yeah, Andy, Andy Herman. Chain, yeah, Andy Herman mentioned earlier this week. It sounded like that was more serious. I haven't heard any updates since then, but I always appreciate everybody on the ground and kind of talking about what it is, what it is that they do. So then following the preseason game, you've got you had these joint practices. The Saints are in town. Now the Packers did this a couple years ago. The Texans came in and they practiced with the Packers. There was mixed reactions on the team as far as do they like it? Is it effective? Is it not effective? Uh, I, you and I talked a little bit before the show. I think you and I, we usually kind of, you know, not on everything, but we share a brain on a lot of things too because of how long we've been watching football. But it's a pretty good alternative to playing in a preseason game, practicing up against other guys where you can control the environment. It's not in a game where you got to get the ball carried to the ground, for example. You can let up if you need to. And so we both like the joint practices. Oh, I like them. Again, I... Um... I told you this when, when I covered the Eagles all those years, um, every coach and I covered what, however many coaches, five or six, whatever it was, every coach except Andy Reid did not do it. He just didn't, didn't like the idea of it. Um, I, I remember asking him once why, and I, I don't remember the answer. I think it was something just about like, you know, I have enough to do with, I kind of know the really Andy's a control guy. He likes to control everything. Mm-hmm. And when you bring another team in, you can't, you don't have total control anymore, right? I mean, because you can't control what they're doing. So that's the real reason I think Andy didn't didn't like it. But every other coach did. I mean, uh, I go back to Buddy Ryan with the Eagles, and he, you know, they they that God they were that was craziness. He would they would they they practiced with the Falcons one year and the Lions another year, and it was just like you talk about little skirmishes they have now. No, these were full out. Like, oh, huge bro. difference between back then. I mean, there was coaches almost wanted that. Yeah, oh, buddy did, of course. But he wanted to see who who was who was you know tough and who wasn't. And who, now, who was now they don't want that at all. In fact, that's yeah. why Matt Matt Lafleur said in the first day on I think it was Tuesday. Was it Monday or Tuesday? Did they start on Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday, where he said no one on ones. That's where these these fights start. They don't want anything right. to do with that. And in fact, on Wednesday. Little dust up, not a big deal. It sounded bigger than it was on Twitter with uh, Jarvis Landry and Eric Stokes going at it there, but uh, that's to be expected. These are guys competing against each other. And on day one of practice, I heard the Packers' defense was very verbal, jawing a lot at the Saints' Roswell offense Douglas and Roswell Douglas, right? And so it's like, okay, they've got that swagger, but you know, let's hopefully it gets backed up on the field. And the Packers' defense is definitely looking to to set a set a vibe and set the tone. I don't. I don't have any any issues with that at all. So before we get any further into the into the joint practices, Mark, I, I forgot to mention a couple of moves that the Packers made on Wednesday. So they brought back receiver Travis Fulgham, who was with the Packers for what, a couple a, a cup of coffee. Nine days in camp. He, he was he was a draft pick of the Lions. Was cut by the Lions. The Packers picked him up. He was there for nine days. The Packers cut him. Then the Philadelphia Eagles picked him up, and he actually played and played well. He actually led the Eagles in receiving that year. And then they cut him the, the following year, much to the, the chagrin of a lot of Eagle fans who couldn't believe that they would cut their um, leading receiver from the year before. And I don't know where he was after that. Uh, might have been out of football, but he was uh, Denver signed him this year this, or this, during this offseason. He was with... Uh, Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos and they just and they cut when they had to get you know you know every team had to get down from 90 to 85 this week and he was one of the five that the Broncos cut and the Packers brought him back and I mean let we both talked about this I mean we don't think that he's not making a team he's there because 
he can play Friday. He knows the offense well enough that he can play Friday. There's a game for yeah, game's Friday. Yep. Against the Saints. Yep. Uh, they're not going to play the starters again, so you won't see Lazard or Cobb or or uh, Watkins. Watson is still out. Uh, I think that the kid Davis from Wisconsin didn't he get? He's been out of practice this week too, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's out of so he probably won't play um, Friday. So they need some receivers. I mean, you don't want Dobbs playing 85 snaps or whatever. So, you know, they need another one. They have they, they have they have Dobbs. They have Samori Tori, Amori Rogers, Juwan Winfrey. Yeah, Winfrey. And that, that's only four. So yeah, this gives them a fifth guy at least. Yeah. So and no Malik Taylor because Malik Taylor was released he on was Wednesday. Well, he, he's been hurt anyway. Yeah, he's he been he, he's anyway. been hurt. He just got activated last week. He was in a red jersey. Right. I thought maybe the Packers might maybe hang on to him for special teams, but they got to get younger and faster and more athletic. And Malik Taylor is for as, uh, as okay as he was, was just not dynamic at all. I mean, remember when he was the kick returner right. a couple of years ago and he was like the most undynamic kick returner in all the NFL. It was, it was just, you got to get, you got to get better and faster. So, I, you know, best wishes to Malik Taylor. I'm, hopefully he can catch on somewhere if he gets healthy enough to play, but so he's out. Um, what do you think the deal was with Fulgham? Did you get any insight from anybody over there as far as why somebody who who is productive is still bouncing around? Who, Travis Fulgham? Yeah, Fulgham. He had his 15 minutes of fame. That was it. I mean, he's not that good. Okay. I mean, the Lions, I mean, he, he's been, I mean, the Lions, the Lions, this, this just in, the Lions aren't very, aren't very, aren't very good. Right. You get cut by the Lions, you, you usually up. don't get picked up by somebody else. Right. do well. Right. That thing, he just, he was. He just had every, everything went right for him for about a month and a half with the Eagles, where you know he he was great. He, and then although the Eagles played the Packers that year, and it was like, oh, Packer Fulham against his old team, and he did nothing against the Packers. I mm-hmm. think he was like, I don't think he caught a pass. Right. Um, and then it all at the end of that, like, he had his like four or five games where he was really incredible. It was amazing. And then the last four or five games of the season, or three, four, whatever it was, he really became just another just a guy. I mean, he. Uh, and then Denver cut him already. He's not like Denver. They, I guess they're somewhat deep at wide receiver, but not not crazy deep that, you know, he was cut already. He didn't make it the last cut. Again, I, I'm not, I mean, like I said, he's here because he knows the offense and he can go. So for the same reason Dexter Williams was here last week. He's not making a team either. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. You got to have you got to field a team. You got to have eleven guys on offense and defense. Right, and and if you're sitting thirty three of them, which they did last week, you know. Yeah, I mean, we we might not even see some guys that played last week if they don't feel like they need. It's like, do, does John Runyon Jr. Romeo Dobbs need to play this week? For example, I don't think maybe, Dobbs maybe, does. Maybe. Well, yeah, I guess maybe he. You got to learn to hang on to the football a little bit. 
and run the right routes. You know what's funny with the with the time difference, Mark? I literally just got uh, this just in. I just heard from Robin. Robin just reached out to me oh. right now. He said, "I hopefully I'm not too late for for the Oslo Norway windy gray skies, uh, 65 degrees Fahrenheit." A great day for picking blueberries on the meadows behind the cabin. So good job, Robin. You you came sliding into home just in time to get on the show. So, all right, now we feel better, right? I mean, he's he's been a a, a regular every week. It's yes. that would be like if Harry didn't send in his weather one week, I'd be like, what happened? What's going on? But uh, okay, and then the other the other signing the Packers made, and this is another one where I think it's just for depth is safety Devonte Cross, defensive back Devonte Cross. Again, I think the roster largely at this point is you know is mostly set i think there's some position groups or some guys that that may still have a chance to come on and do something but again these are you always keep us grounded here these are these are depth signings and maybe they're trying to just get get guys ready for the practice squad and yeah a guy like cross i mean i don't know a lot about him he was um played at virginia he you know another guy you get again they're not real deep at safety numbers wise the two starters are not going to play Amos and, and Savage are not going to play. Levitt got hurt. He's like, we said, he's going to be out a while. So he's not playing. Obviously maybe Vernon Scott doesn't play. Maybe they they've seen enough that he's their number three that they don't play him. So then, so, you know, all you have left is Sean Davis and, and the rookie carpenter and I'm forgetting somebody in his gains. So you, now you have another guy there and you know, you, you give him a look. If he shows you anything, that's what the practice squad. And then you put him on the practice squad for to start the season. And if he's any good on the practice squad, then hey, maybe you got lucky and and and, and you found something. I mean, right. the Packers, as, as a especially under under Gutenkunz, have been pretty good at finding some guys that other teams discarded for whatever reason. And you know, let's Alan Lazard that comes to mind, that jumps right to mind, right? I mean, he was on Jacksonville's practice squad, and the Packers saw enough of him or saw something that they liked and signed him, and he's gotten better and better to where now he's their number one wide receiver. Think about that. Right. You know, so, and, and there's a couple others. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. There's other guys that they've signed through the years. Well, Rob, Rosal Douglas is, you know, from last, although he was, I still don't understand that. He's, he was a good, he's, he's played well everywhere he's been, not as well as he did last year with the Packers, but he shouldn't have, I mean, I was, that was just a bad, evaluation by the Cardinals to not have him on their roster. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so we'll see. I mean, well, you know, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. You know how I feel about the Cardinals and how they yeah. operate. Now what I, and that's, that's kind of what I like about this front office is that they're always, and, and they'll do it during the season as well. They're always, it's, it's Ron Wolf-like because Wolf did it a lot. Ted Thompson, not so much, but Wolf did a lot where those bottom three or four spots, they're not, you're not safe. Right. You're, if you're 51, 52, 53 on the team, you're not safe because if somebody gets cut somewhere else that they like, they're going to bring them in and get and get get rid of you. I mean, they they've done it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they cut what three guys now that early. I mean, these are early cuts. These aren't the last day down to the wire cuts. These are getting down to eighty five. They cut three guys that were on the team mm-hmm. in the past. Yep, Malik Taylor, who you mentioned, Ramsey, uh, Randy Ramsey, who I never thought he was. I just thought he was way too small to be a three-four linebacker. Yeah, and he had injury issues too. He didn't play. Yeah, and he's and right injury issues. And but people were talking about him. Oh, Randy Ramsey, he gonna make the. I never thought he was gonna make. And then a guy I did think was gonna make the team, a guy that I kind of liked a little bit, but also banged up a little bit, was uh, Dominique Daphne. Daphne. 
think of all the cuts, I, that's the one. That's that's the one. I'm not going to question the front office if they're cutting him. There's a reason for it. I'm not going right. to question the move. But of all the of all three, that's the one where I was kind of like I was just I was bummed for him and, and also bummed for the Packers because he was good on special teams. I thought so. I thought you know, but again, he wasn't. He wasn't practicing. He wasn't. He didn't play last week. Right. You know, they're not. Here's what the, here's what these the new Packers are doing. They're if you're a fringe player. If you're a guy, a bubble guy on the roster, and you're hurt, and you're so you're not able to, pre- they're not going to wait for you. They're not keeping you around waiting. I mean, if you're David Bakhtiari, yes, they'll wait for you to get healthy because that's not a fringe player. That's an all-pro left tackle. If you're Mason Crosby and you're, you know, in your 20th year or whatever, they'll been, keep signing guys. They'll keep signing guys we've never heard of before, just so they can kick in games, and then right. it'll be Crosby week one. Yes, exactly. Um, but if you're a bubble guy and you're not. They're not waiting around for you to get there. No, they're moving on because they, they don't have time for this now. Mm-hmm. We got it. So Daphne, Ramsey, and 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 there'll be there'll be some more at 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 the next cut of guys that you know right. that we might be somewhat surprised. I was also I was a little surprised they they cut the running back too Baylor. Baylor. Well, to and again, this is this is the other thing though. Like, and actually, Mark, it's funny you mentioned him. So I would have been like, oh, didn't he have a couple nice runs? But you remember it's your own cautionary tale. It's a preseason game. It's one game, right? right? So, is does that mean that he's going to ball out and break out and be a great player? He might, but there's a low percentage chance of it, right? Yeah, I mean, I, no, I I just thought they'd give him another look. I just thought, you know, yeah, yeah, why not give him another look against? Although, unless sometimes you you do a guy a favor if you like him, he's a good kid. You cut him now, the better chance of him hang, getting signed and, and and making another team. Than if you wait to the last minute when teams are kind of set with their like nobody's picking up EJ Baylor at the last cut day. No, but you know because... what? You know who else had a, had a nice game? Uh, if I want to go overboard too, I think they like what Tyler Goodson did better. Well, that's, I, I, that's was... what I was going to say. I think in their minds, Goodson is better than Baylor. They, yes. they signed them both as undrafted free agents. I mean, Goodson, Mark thinking. Goodson. Do you think there's a chance that Goodson might might uh, unseat Patrick Taylor? Oh yeah, absolutely. Now you assume Absolutely. if Kylan Hill's healthy, he's gonna he's gonna make the team, so he would be the third running back. But for well, I'll tell they, you what, again, again, health is wealth. Durability is better is is the best ability. Uh, if if Goodson makes, I, I think Goodson's making the team over Taylor. I mean, again, it's a long. We're still a couple weeks to go, but I just think they see what they they like something in in Goodson. Taylor's been he's had injury issues. I think Goodson makes the team now. So Hill starts on. On injury reserve or pup, whatever they, the mm-hmm. pup just leave him on pup, right? Yep. So he has to miss miss four games. If during those four games, Goodson gets a couple opportunities, say two three carries a week, and makes the most of them, he'll might have to wait wait a little while to get back on the team. Yeah, but you know what? That's a like you said, that's a nice luxury. Then that's you don't have to problem. rush him back. Yes, that's a good problem. Because Hill's injury was an ACL. I mean, and yes. I was man, I was so I was so pissed. When he brought the ball out of the end zone, exactly. I overreacted. Probably one of the worst overreactions I've ever had on Twitter in my entire tweeting career. <laughs> I was so mad because as soon as he brought the ball out, I knew it was a bad decision. And then both he and the guy that he got hit by on Arizona both ended up getting hurt and, and having to go out of the game. And that was the end of his season. It's like, no, you're our returner. Thanks. You know, Now we don't have this dynamic, speedy returner anymore. Yeah, I think Patrick Taylor is just – there's nothing special about him. He's okay. He's he's every he's he's all of what a fourth running back should be, but the Packers need a little bit more than that. They need they need. I mean, come on, we're trying to win a championship here, and Goodson well, again, showed me, I, Goodson showed me a more wiggle. That's what they're and that's what this 
front office. This and it's, it's I'm, I, I want to, you know, Gutenkunst is the guy, he's the general manager, but I think it's more than him. I think it's his staff as well, Hendrickson and John Sullivan and all those guys. I think, I think they, they're looking, they're, they're always trying to get better. They're so, churning, they're churning yeah. their roster. Yep. And I, I think other general managers and, and, and Ted, and listen, Ted did a lot of good, a lot of good. He drafted Aaron Rodgers. He drafted, he made some, he, he drafted a lot of good players, but I think he was kind of status quo. Like, he thought these are my guys. Like he would keep Patrick Taylor. He would do that. I had him for. I'm keeping Taylor. He like there was no. He it was he he had his guys and they were his guys and they and they went north. So a guy was going to practice squad. He'd come up and take that guy's spot. And then it would you know if a guy got hurt or something, he, he was not out looking around as much as these guys do. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean Taylor's fine. Taylor. He's not a Taylor. Isn't I think Taylor, like you said, belongs on an NFL roster somewhere. But if Goodson's better. They're going to keep goods. Right. You know, and they're, healthier. They're, they're younger, faster, dynamic. Younger, yeah, younger, fast, younger, younger, faster, dynamic. And listen, they have to find a replacement for Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is going to be replaced in the next year or two. If, if you know, either next year, or if not, if he's back next year, that's, you know, he's on major borrowed time. Then it's going to be the following season. So I'm not saying Goodson's the answer necessarily, but they have to start trying to figure it out because AJ Dillon, you still are going to need somebody who's more, more shifty, Right. To go along with Dylan's power running, man, I am so excited, Mark, to see Dylan and, and Jones on the field at the same time this year. Like I and 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 watch like in week one because of the game plan or whatever, there won't be a bunch of it. And, and you know, everybody always freaks out in week one. They're like, "Oh, well, what happened to the two back that we were supposed to see and all that kind of stuff?" And uh, but I I'm I'm excited. I mean, I I I like the the roster overall. I mean, the the and I was going to get back to the the joint practice and some of these guys, because we were talking about like what they did in the game and we'll get a chance to see them again tomorrow in the, in the next preseason game. But so you had, this is what another thing I wanted to talk about too, because we, we always kind of talk about it beforehand is, is what we hear about the practices. Those of us that aren't there from those that are, are covering I mean, We were only, the only information we have is what we are shown. So if, unless somebody posts a video or tweets about it or says something, we don't know what's going on. If you're not, unless you're attending practice, right? So, Interestingly enough, this is, you know, on on Tuesday, it was the Packers could do no wrong. Their defense was just absolutely showing the Saints offense the door, jawing, yapping at them, making plays left and right, sacks, pressure, all sorts of, you know, turnovers and all that other kind of stuff too. Then you get to Wednesday, and now the vibe is that the Packers offense is having trouble. Rodgers is getting pressured. He's not as, as crisp. He throws a pick over the middle. Yeah, the the skirmish and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, look, you know, there's probably a lot of good things that happened on Wednesday that didn't get tweeted out. There were probably some bad things that happened on Tuesday that didn't get tweeted out, right? So you covered a bunch of these practices. I know it was different when you you did it. It wasn't like tweeted out and what's happening in real time and you wrote stories. But as a former beat writer, you know, you probably have some pretty good insight into into those that are reacting to every single tweet at a practice. Well, you know how I feel about that, right? I mean, I told you guys that, you know, last when Paul was with us, we talked about the buzz and all that. <laughs> it's practice. It's practice. It's practice. It's practice. Yeah, you can see some things. Not one, but don't put it on one day. Do it over a course of even a week or more. Like, let me let, let me just think of some examples. All right, for instance, the Eagles had a quarterback named Bobby Hoying. I don't know if you, you remember him or not, um, out of Ohio State. He played the end of one season. I guess it was 97. He played the end of the 97 season and looked pretty good. Um, they, it was a terrible season for the Eagles. They went, I think they went like, 
then. I don't know how many games they won that year. Not many, five or six, whatever it was. And But he played at the end of the year and looked okay. He, he beat the, I think he beat the Steelers. Played No, played real well against the Steelers, but but lost a good game. Beat the, beat the Bengals, which was big for him because he was from Cincinnati. And Boomer was still the quarterback there. So that was, that was a nice win for him. Um, he, he looked like the next, you know, he looked like the answer at, at quarterback. Like, like I said, he was a third round pick. So next year he's your starter and everybody's excited about him. And okay, this is what we're going to do. Bobby Hoyne is going to be the guy. And now we're at camp training camp. And again, this was a longer training camp than they are now. And still the two a days and doing more, you know, more to see more practices. He didn't look right. He just didn't look good. And nobody really wanted to say it too loud. Because, again, we're saying it's practice. And a couple of his big supporters, and he had some both on the team and in the media, it's practice. You know, Bobby Bobby plays when the game, you know, he doesn't play well until the lesser lights are He's a gamer. Blah, blah, blah. You know, he's a a game guy. He's not a practice guy. And and you want to get him the benefit of the doubt because he did play well that last month. But he really was struggling in camp. And, and, you know, your your, your eyes don't, don't lie. And then the season started, and he was even worse. I mean, he was he was benched by the sixth or seventh game, and then out of football and by by the next the year after, I think. Um, so yeah, I mean, sometimes you do see things. Or there was, and then there was a tight end that they signed one year, um, a veteran who, you know, he had been he was like a four year veteran for somebody. I don't remember his name. Real common name, I think it was like Johnson or. Williams or something, but a guy that wasn't, he wasn't a star tight end, but he was like, he was a pretty, he was decent. And the Eagles signed him and told us how, oh yeah, his, his arrow's going up. He's going to be, he, he's going to be, be our guy, this, that, and other thing. And again, he was not good. And he was dropping everything in camp. I mean, he, he, he couldn't catch a cold. And again, you know, you, you like to give benefits of the doubt because it is practice in camp. But again, it, what happened there was, was true. He had a, he was dropping passes in the games as well. And then mm-hmm. he went, he wound up going to the bench and getting, I guess, I think he got cut middle of the year or whatever. And, you know, so yeah, there, some things do jump out, jump out at you. But then, I, but again, like the story I told you last week, <clears throat> if you watch Reggie White practice, you would, and didn't know, you know, there was no names on the back or numbers and you didn't know who was who. And you're somebody that came from, you know, Mars, Oslo, Norway, and, you, know, <laughs> you know, and just watching, you'd say, "Man, that '92 is not a very good player." Now I can He's see Robin. I can big, see Robin saying nice. something there, and I just want you to know, Robin. I'm pretty sure you identify Reggie White. Oh, I know Rob, I didn't he would in particular, yeah, but yes. <laughs> if you're a guy coming in that didn't know names and numbers, and yes. you would say, "Man, that '92 is a big guy," but he doesn't. Man, he doesn't do anything. Well, and it's 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 just a, it's another reminder that players we think are going to be good, don't always turn out. Players that come out of nowhere sometimes end up being really good and play for a long time. I'll use Kurt Warner as an example. Mm-hmm. Donald Driver's another one, two seventh rounder. You know, plenty of undrafted free agents who are Hall of Fame. Plenty of first-round picks. Jamarcus Russell, who didn't do anything or didn't pan out at all. Ryan so there's a, lot of, there's a lot to be said and done. Even with the Packers here, a lot to be said and done. So, you know, and again... And there, and to, to the other extent, there are also, there's always guys, and the Packers have had these through the years... Uh, I mean, I wasn't there watching, but reading about him and hearing about him. And, you know, every team has some guys that look, oh, my God, this guy's going to be a star. He look, he's, he, I mean, he's doing great in camp and preseason. And then the season comes and it's a different it's a different world. You know, they just they never do anything. Uh, we used to call them guys like Mr. August. Yeah. 
Oneida Oneida Heroes is what they call it yeah. in Green Bay because right. of the. Um, yeah, for sure, and that and and like Romeo Dobbs had a couple of more drops in practice this week. I mean, it's it's practice. You never know. I mean, if, it, if that ends up happening in the game, then you can point back to it and say, well, there were signs that there was an issue here, and we all remember the 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 learning curve and the development and growth that James Jones had to make in his career. He dropped all kinds of stuff early in his early, early on, and then MVS. MVS became, you know, they, they, they got good. They became more reliable. They developed, they worked on it and, and they got better. And then there were, there were some guys who, who just didn't, I mean, you know, it, it, Romeo Dobbs, the, the, the regular season could start and he may find himself as the fifth wide receiver because when he gets in there, he's just he may not run the right route. He may not, he may not do the right thing. And to that effect, Aaron Rodgers spoke to the young wide receivers earlier this yes. week kind of challenged them and said, look, he's kind of the same message that he's been saying, which is, look, you guys, you know, great. You were drafted. You have all these, all this talent, all this pedigree, all these accomplishments you come in here with out of college, but we need production from you on the field. You have to show up. You have to run the right routes. You got to catch the football. You got to get on the same page on the offense. You got to block. You got to do all the right things. And apparently the receivers came out on Wednesday and had a much better showing then they did, or they stepped up, and they had a little bit extra pep in their step, I guess. So that's that's a good thing. There's a lot of young, a lot of young receivers. We we talked about the the depth chart. They're going to rely on a lot of guys that don't have a lot of games under their belt to do some big things this year if they want to accomplish something. It's just the nature of losing a, a receiver like a Devontae Adams. No, you're right, and I like what Rodgers said and did um, this week with the wide receivers. Um, I mean. And I, I guess it was kind of directed at Dobbs more than any anyone else because he 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 started he praised his three veterans right. He said Lazard has the makings to be a number one. He said Cobb's still the the best one of the best slot receivers in the game, and Watkins had his best day of practice too. So he started by praising the three veterans, and then he said some of these young guys got to step up. Blah 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 blah. You've heard all those things, right? Well, I. I think it was directed more at Dobbs. Watson isn't even practicing yet, so it couldn't be Watson. Maybe a little bit out of Mari Rogers. I don't know. But I think I think he wanted to humble. I mean, Dobbs has been getting a lot of press, right? Every day I'm reading about Dobbs. Everybody's writing about Dobbs. Everybody's talking about Dobbs. Dobbs, Dobbs, Dobbs. And he and he makes some splash plays, which are nice. But like as you point out, he 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 has dropped a couple. He dropped he dropped in a, one in the game that was in it that turned into an interception, which as you pointed out, and, and I think you're, I agree with you 100% on this, that probably should have been a fumble, not an interception the way it turned out, right? Right. Yeah, I, did, I don't like the ruling on that at all. I mean, he had he had the ball, took a couple steps, and the DB took it away. Yeah, I think that's a fumble. Yes, I, but, I agree. Fumble. So, I mean, no, I'm not I'm on the stat you. sheet, but it's... <laughs> but, um, and then he also has, and again, like, we don't know what the routes are. We have no idea if a, if a receiver runs the right route or the wrong route. How, how would we know? We don't. We don't see the you know the plays, right. but the, but the coach pointed out that some guys ran wrong, ran wrong routes, and then Rogers made a point to say you know and that's important. Listen, that's as bad as dropping a pass sometimes because you run the wrong route. The quarterback knows where knows where he knows the route and he knows where you're supposed to be, and you're not there. Now he's looking, and that causes you know and if more than one apparently on the last interception more than one person ran the wrong route. So now you're really looking like, oh, where is everybody? Like, huh? he's supposed to be there. He's not there. He's supposed to be there. And then, you know, and then b- bad things happen when 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 guys aren't where they're supposed to be. This, this, you know, um, and there's no that that's a drop is a drop. All right, you can, you know, 
you know, the greatest drop, Gary Rice drop passes, right? I mean, everybody, but running the wrong route, I mean, you got it. That's something that I would, if I'm a quarterback, I would be upset with you for running. I mean, learn the plays. That's what you're here for, you know? I don't think, I don't even think the Packers plays are that, that complicated, right? I mean, I never heard anybody else say that, oh, well, they're throwing too much at them. Um, run the right route. Be where you're. Be where you're, where the quarterback expects you to be. Right. No, at a minimum. You know, that's that's basic stuff. I mean, I even in high school, I remember my high school coach saying, I can't play you if you don't know where to line up or what route to run. Right. So if they're saying that in high school at the pro level, that's that's kind of embarrassing if you don't know where to be. And obviously that's that's going to be a, an issue in getting you into a game, the mental aspect of it too. And, and these young guys, like I said, I've said it a bunch of times before, they're drinking through the fire hose and the information that they're taking in. But some of those basics, you've got to find a way to – make it routine or to, or to get it down and just practice it. If you have to take your mental reps at home, whatever it is, go work on lining up or what direction you're going and just, you know, you can, you can either do it or you can't. You only get three hours on a Sunday, as I say, once a week to prove that it matters because you can be the worst team against the best team. But if you play the best three hours of that day against the best team, then you might win that game. So that's... And again, I don't want to come down too hard on Dobbs in particular. Like I said, he has made some big plays. Um, and for everything I've everything I've heard about him, and um, I told you last week, I, I ended up talking to his old um, college quarterback Carson Strong. The kid works hard, so he's not. I mean, he's gonna. I, from what I again, I don't I don't know him personally, but from everything I've heard and talked to and 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 know about him, he's gonna take what Rogers said to heart, and he's going to work harder, and he is going to study harder, and you know he still may drop a pass here and there because that happens, but. I think he. I think he'll 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 run better routes going forward. I think he'll. I think that he needed that wake up to that again. That should come from coaches too. Rogers shouldn't have to be the coach there, but and I just wonder if things maybe he was maybe he was walking around a little too happy with himself mm-hmm. because of all the all the attention he he was getting. Yep. Yeah. Some of these guys end up feeling themselves a little bit and and getting ahead of it. Well, like I said, there's still more. There's another two and a half, three weeks of of training camp for them to in preseason for them to either make or break or change the story or have some things to work on or all that other kind of stuff too. There's going to be ups and downs. And I think that's good for a young player. Let it happen now. Let him get humbled now and realize, Hey, this is going to get handed to you. Even if you've had a good day of practice, look what you did the next day. You came out on Wednesday and had a couple drops on some deep balls. Well, you know, that's, that's the nature of, of football. And these guys know that they've been playing for 10 years already now. And now they're in the, at the, at the pro level. But I just I like the joint I like the joint practice aspect. I oh, like I the fact that you have somebody else, you know, someone else across from you. You get the real sense of competition. You get a real sense of whether or not you can beat somebody because if you're going up against the same guy every day, you know, it's it's you you need some different looks and, and all that other kind of stuff too to to see what your what your team is, where the bar is, what the measuring stick should be, and uh, and I I like. I like the overall vibe there. I mean, I think I think that was that's a good thing. And and again, it, there's a game tomorrow, and we'll see what the what the Packers come out with. I mean, the biggest thing is 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 you know, and you mentioned the the throw, the the third interception from Love, and and that play. Um, I don't remember the the opportunity there, the exact play too. But you know, can Love improve and, and show some improvement? Maybe he right. instead maybe he throws that ball away. If if you're if you're going to try to force it into somebody and you're not sure, okay, that's fine. I get throwing the receiver open, but you really get a, you, now you understand how talented Aaron Rodgers is in throwing receivers open when Jordan loves tries to do the same thing and it gets picked off, you know, and, and you see some of those things and it's like, Hey, appreciate 
how good Rodgers is at some of those things. But the biggest thing is, is these players need to take steps forward and, and improve. You don't want to see the same mistake happening again. So you don't want to see Dobbs drop another ball on Friday. You don't want to see him, you know, get a ball taken away by a DB, for example. You don't want to see Jordan Love get picked off three times again, whether it's the receiver's fault or not. If Tyler Davis absolutely has to play tight end in this game, which I'm assuming he does because they don't have enough healthy bodies otherwise, does he drop another two balls and create a huge problem for the offense? Move the needle. Let's see the improvement in in the in the team. Special teams is one area where I want to see it because I think a lot of the guys that are playing specials right now are going to play special because it's that back half of the roster. Not everybody. I mean, there's some starters that haven't played that are going to play special teams, but you just want to see that that improvement. I mean, I guess, Mark, that's what I'd ask you is, what are you most looking for? Is that it? Or is there something else in particular you're going to be watching for? No, I think you kind of summed it up. What I, I just wanted to add, what I like about the joint practices, and you know, from a writer's standpoint or fan standpoint, whatever, um, I know like when I, when I covered them, was you don't know like when when you're playing against yourselves, right? When the you know Packers or Packers defense against Packers offense or vice versa, whatever how it is. So I, I remember days at Eagles camp where you know we were watching them, and somebody will say, "Man, this secondary looks pretty good." I think the secondary is going to be good. And I'm like, or are the wide receivers just bad? Mm-hmm. Maybe a sister, maybe no equals wide receiver. I don't, you know, because you don't know. I mean, it, maybe the secondary is real good, or maybe, but we don't. Let's, you know, let's get a, let's see them against another group and see how how good or bad they are. You know, um, or vice versa, where you could say, oh man, the offensive line is struggling. Just go, oh, maybe the defensive line is just really good. So you don't. And it's funny. I I, I used to ask John, John Harbaugh. We've, I've talked about Harbaugh with you. You know, he and mm-hmm. I got along per, pretty well. Um, but I'd always ask him in practice or in camp if you get a if if a punt gets blocked, are you happy or mad? Are you happy that hey we we blocked a punt, or are you mad that we had a punt blocked? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he he, he 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 would laugh and say, depends depends on how it was what who was out there. But you know, he, he didn't give me a he didn't, he didn't give me a good answer on that. He was just kind of like, oh, that's a good question. But because really, are you happy or not? You know, you, your guy blocked the punt. So maybe your punt block team's pretty good. But hey, we just got a punt block. We, we can't have that happen, right? So um, yeah, if your fourth team blocks a punt against your starters, I would assume that's probably not good. You, no. You're mad. Um, but, you know, I mean, usually it was like, you know, the guys against the guys. So, yeah, but whatever. I mean, so. When you're only going against yourself, you really don't know how good or bad you are because, like I said, is it are the receivers are your receivers good or the second is your secondary bad or vice versa? Now you're going against a different team. You can see, okay, well, our receivers are better beat their secondary or our secondary, you know, covered their receivers very well or whatever. And same with the line, offensive line, defensive line kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just to me, it just gives you a better sense of where that where you're the team you're that you're covering or writing about or or like where they are you know as opposed to just going against the the same your guys you right know? that's that's what i liked about it i don't know yeah we got a better sense for for how they compete against or stack up against not only another team but it's another nfc team so yeah. that's that's not a bad thing and and uh they'll, like i said another chance to play in it in another game so what else were there any other topics that we didn't get to or that we missed. I know we wanted to talk about our takes on the joint practice and, you know, kind of, kind of boring. We didn't have anything to argue about because we both agreed on it, but it is, it is a good thing. But is there, are there any other topics that I'm forgetting anything else? No, I think we covered most of the guys that got cut. And, um, Oh, I, I just want to say, you know, one thing I want to watch and I watched it 
very, you know, I, I wanted to, I wrote about it this week actually too, is the main thing, the thing that we've harped on a lot is special teams, right? Mm-hmm. Last week, again, you know, preseason game, a lot of guys aren't there and stuff, but I thought for most, they had their ups and downs, but I thought they were, a 50-yard kickoff return was something nice to see. We haven't seen And the one fact of that it was Amari Rodgers was even nice, too. Yeah, so that was a good read. That was a nice, that was the highlight, obviously. The rest of the returns, nothing special. Um, a penalty on a return, which was never a good thing. Um, the coverage seemed to be, not, you know, not great, but better than it's, you know, better than the worst in the league, like it's, it's been the last couple, you know. Um, the 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 kicker was awful, and that, that was the worst, one of the worst missed field goals ever. Former um, kicker. He's gone now. So. Yeah. Gabe Burkich is no longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, the punter was fine. He only had two punts. Um, not, again, not like nothing wowed me, but, you know, he, he was. So, and I want to, so I, I do, I, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to focus on special teams again, just because I want to see that. And they had 11 guys on the field on, on every special teams play. That so that was a, amazing how helpful that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna you know try to focus on that a little bit again this week, to, just to see the, the the coverage and 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 also who's out there on them because that'll like like McDuffie was on all of them last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that tells me something right right there. John John Charles was out there a lot. So, so I mean it was it's it's that's something that if if you watch you know who who's out who's doing what it gives you a little in, indication of who especially with a new coach you know, who the new coach likes and who he thinks is going to be his guys. Right, and it looked like McDuffie and um, uh, what's his name? Um, when I got, he got hurt, was out there a lot too. But he, so he, Chris Barnes was on a lot of special teams, mm-hmm. which makes sense now that he's a backup linebacker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he'll he'll be a key to special teams as well. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how it all how it all plays out. Yeah, I mean Ed McDuffie, I like seeing him him coming. You know, it's funny now. All of a sudden, the Packers have these seemingly these these riches of talent on the inside linebacker it's almost like the football gods finally said let the floodgates open this team has been a barren wasteland of inside talent for the last 10 years and all of a sudden now not anymore it's good we and we got a chance to see uh, some quay walker on that note which was nice and i think yeah. hopefully we'll see some wyatt unless he's gonna unless they're gonna bubble wrap him because he was injured i think he was in concussion protocol i don't know if he's already been determined he's not going to play this week but hopefully they, they get a chance to see him out there the slaytons up front too so there's a lot of young guys that we'll have a chance to look at in and talk about next week, but not a bad recap for the past couple of days. So I guess as far as the game being on Friday and and you riding away as you always do, what is up now at Packer Report and what's coming up? Well, now like I said, a story on on my takeaways from special teams, their first game, what was, went went right, what went what still need, you know. But it, but it, that but the gist of it was that they're they're better than you know. The, it was it was the debut of the new special teams and. Here's, here's what they did and didn't do. Um, coming up later today is a kind of a note, just some random, random notes about as you know, training camps is about over now, right? So, um, some things I that I just what I'm thinking about. So some of the stuff we just talked about now, but uh, just a little notebook on everything from the tight ends to wide receiver to um, the guys that got cut and things like things that have things like that. So. Okay, excellent. And I'll have a Quick Slants podcast out on Monday talking about the game and any other updates from the weekend. Hopefully everyone stays healthy. Is the, and... game, is the game isn't on nationally this week, is it? I don't believe so. Yeah, I'm going to have to. 
don't know what I'm going to have to do. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll find a way. Somewhere. Find a friend. If anybody has any any legal, of course, wink, wink, ways for us to watch the game and wants to help us out, that's fine. Otherwise, I need to find a friend that's got the uh, NFL Game Pass. Well, yeah, but if I guess if you if you don't live in markets, you know that's why Game Pass is nice because I don't live in the market of the team that I'm following, so I don't end up. I don't. I'm not subject to any blackout, which is the only time that. Oh, did. so it can't. Oh, I thought. Okay, I, I misread what I what I was reading. I thought I only got the Panthers. <laughs> So I, uh, I don't get the Panthers. I get everybody but the Panthers. Maybe. I, you know, that's actually – I'm not exactly sure because I've always been out of market. I'm in Phoenix, so I've never right. had to deal Me with too. the in-market. I know that for other sports, for if you have like the MLB or NBA ticket or something like that, your your local teams are still blacked out, which I think is ridiculous. But now that's a whole other tangent. But um, hopefully we'll get a chance to watch the game. If, not, if nothing else, NFL Network will replay it afterwards, and then they'll cut out all the commercials, so that'll be nice. I can watch a condensed version of it at some point. But in the meantime, everybody, summer's winding down. I hope everyone is – staying healthy wherever you're at stay hydrated thanks for rolling along with the thursday edition of the pack day podcast we will be back again next week everybody enjoy the saints game enjoy the weekend and as always go pack go Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.